At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. We welcome you into this edition of the Lombardi Line from downtown Las Vegas and appreciate all of you joining us on a certainly a unique, somber Tuesday morning on the west coast of the National Football League with Mike Pritchard, the longtime former NFL wide receiver. I'm Ben Wilson. We're also pleased to be joined by Michael Lombardi for the first half hour of the show today. I will welcome in Michael in just a second, but uh, first, Pritch, as we still all as a, a sports community try to react and process what we saw last night, safety DeMar Hamlin going into cardiac arrest, uh, going to uh, the, uh, the hospital in Cincinnati, still in critical condition after being sedated uh, last night for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, from your perspective, as we've had now, what, 12 hours to mm-hmm. try and process this, having played for over a decade in the league, I, I can only imagine uh, from that very small and uh, small delegation of people in, uh, you know, among the human population that have ever played in the NFL, that unique fraternity, what it's like to put your body on the line every single week. Uh, what, what were the feelings for you last night watching everything play out uh ben it was jolting uh to be honest with you i mean you know i, I was with tim murray on um primetime uh beast in primetime last night and um obviously watching the game and we saw what happened in terms of the collapse with uh damar and uh it was jolting because as they kept going to commercial you knew it was becoming more and more serious uh and then when the ambulance goes onto the field you know the severity of it is certainly at a high level uh, so typically you don't see that. Typically as players, uh, you want to get off the field if you can. You know, uh, if, if you have broken something and you can't walk, okay, maybe a car to come out from, for you. Uh, but when the ambulance comes out onto the field like that, there, there's something else going on. We didn't know what it was initially, uh, but then as the details emerged, uh, you started to instantly pray. You're right. I mean, it, the NFL is a fraternity. I, I'm still a member of the NFLPA and uh, been a part of the National Football League for over 30 years. Uh, and, and has never, I have never encountered anything like that. I wouldn't know where to begin, how to handle it uh, when it happens right in front of you like that. Uh, so obviously uh, a lot of people are shaken up, but more importantly, uh, a lot of support coming in for the Hamlin family, uh, certainly DeMar himself and mm-hmm. uh, prayers are, are, are everywhere and still need it. So um, uh, he's a young man, a strong man and, and fighting for his life. And, and I think that's what we have to focus on. Yeah. For those of you tuning in, wanting updates or there's none to give, at least as of right now, the latest we got from the Buffalo Bills team at about 2 a.m. last night was that uh, currently sedated and in critical condition, uh, DeMar Hamlin, after having his heartbeat restored on the field. That's all we know 
at least of right now. We'll get to the statement from his family in just a moment, but let's first welcome in uh, Michael Lombardi, kind of join us uh, here on a uh, Tuesday early afternoon from where he is at in New Jersey. Uh, Michael, similar to Mike Pritchard, who is you a know, longtime player, unique part of that fraternity. Uh, you're, you're part of the few who've been in league personnel and, uh, and on the field for many years. Uh, what were your thoughts to what we saw last night? You know, Ben, we all sign up for this incredibly great sport, and we accept the consequences of injuries and broken bones and torn ACLs. We get that. But last night, we took a step into a gray area that none of us have ever seen before. This was life or death, and it was very, very difficult. The emotions of the players on the field, as we saw what was happening, the way they circled around to make sure that we at home weren't looking at what they were. They protected us. And as this young man was fighting for his life on the field and those wonderful medical people were helping, were there to help at the highest level. And so I, I've never witnessed anything like this in my life. I have seen a cart come on the field. I've seen players, mm -hmm. you know, tragically think that they, they had no feeling in their arms or legs and have to get carted off and then hopefully they were restored. But this took it a step further. This was very difficult. And the emotion of the players, I think, will have a lasting effect. And I think it's certainly something that is going to affect me moving forward. And those players who watch this, as Mike said, it's a fraternity. We're all in this together. And, and we all understand the dangers of the sport. But this is a danger that didn't really come into it. And it really took it back. And I think that whatever was going on between the time the ambulance left the field and they officially called mm -hmm. the game, I don't think it was a hard decision. It was the only decision. As something I saw you, uh, you were writing this morning, you're getting ready to write your normal uh, weekly column for us at, uh, at VEASAN, and I thought what you said really prescient that uh, your, your quote, you've got to make tough decisions, sometimes unpopular decisions, whatever, whatever it is, if it's the right move at the right time, you've got to be also willing to make mistakes. Uh, and you think about from Sean McDermott's perspective and from Zach Taylor, the two head coaches, I, I would imagine. Well, that was to, actually, uh, Ben, that was actually, that was a quote that was attributed to Sean McDermott a while ago. Yeah. Uh, and so what I wanted to do is, as I was researching for a column this morning, I, I wanted to bring light on that quote because I think Sean understood it. I could tell from Sean's face the minute that he went on the field, his tears were coming down. I could tell there was no way he was going to allow his team to continue playing in that game. He was going to take his team to the hospital, whether the NFL wanted it or not. And I, and I don't want to be critical of the NFL because I don't think they did anything mm -hmm. wrong. I don't want to imp imply that at all. I think they understood the gravity of the situation, and I think they understood the emotions on that field were something that we have never experienced before in our NFL lifetime in terms of how grave the danger was, life or death. Yeah, that's the thing, mm -hmm. uh, Pritch, that I want to bring up on your perspective too because NFL, a lot of people were hard on them last night for the, you know, the reports we saw on the broadcast that – it was brought up, gave them an initial five-minute warm-up period, and, and that's eventually when the coaches came together at midfield and, and clearly put a, uh, an end to that. As much as it, you know, tempting in the moment to say, NFL, what are you doing? How could you be so insensitive? At the same time, in an unprecedented moment like this, I find myself this morning waking up, having time to process it, and thinking just how shocked and in stunned disbelief everybody had to have been in the moment, and that obviously the smarter heads prevailed ultimately but that it's hard to really put a ton of blame on the nfl for for the indecision that happened in that moment when right. we just didn't know what was going on well i mean instantly we saw you know cincinnati players warming up and then we saw you know some uh, emotion being displayed by buffalo too and uh you know the players for buffalo I, I think obviously more familiar with what was going on michael pointed out perfectly about how they surrounded uh, and kind of shielded everybody for what they were witnessing. Um, uh, and, and so the, the amount of time that the ambulance was on the field, it was different than removing the face mask and strapping somebody's helmet to keep them steel and, and then upload them on, onto uh, a gurney and put them inside uh, an ambulance. I mean, it was lengthy. So obviously the medical personnel were, were doing all they can to save uh, DeMar, as we know now. And, and the Bills players were showing us that emotion. Uh, so yeah. at no point, at no point did I think that game was going to proceed. Uh, I think uh, in the National Football League, we are a creature of habits, and we certainly have routines. If you get stiff and, and things like that, maybe you might loosen up. But no, from an emotional state, there was no way uh, that those players were ready to go. Yeah. I, Michael, I would think, look, if there's one good thing that we've at least seen from the human element of all of this, it's the fact that if we compare you know, going back from 
three decades or so. And, and just to now where we're at, the fact that uh, universally speaking, we were all able to come together last night and, and identify in the moment that the game could not continue, had to be stopped. I, w I was thinking back and reading about uh, the, the Dennis Bird incident from 92 when he had a you know, severe neck injury against the Chiefs and how, in retrospect, a lot of players on both sides of the ball said there's no way we should have played. But back then, it was just kind of the culture. We just, we just went ahead and played. Um, from your perspective, having you, know, you were in the league, obviously, at that time, Pritch was playing at the time. How far do you believe we have come, at least from the, from the societal beliefs, where we can at least understand and identify something like this in the moment and, and have the proper perspective and context instead, context instead of just saying, all right, let's get back on the field. It's the NFL. We're playing. Well, I, I think this is different than, than anything that we've experienced. I think if you ask Pete Rozelle, the former commissioner, uh, the man who really brought the league to where we are today, started it, the biggest decision he made was playing that Sunday after President Kennedy was killed. And he regretted that decision because the human element is far greater than the f football element. And Mike Dicka played in Pittsburgh that day at the Chicago Bears, and he was angry to have played. And he makes one of the greatest runs you'll ever see as a tight end in that game because of the anger that he had, and he didn't think it was fair. And then for me personally, you know, I'm in my office at the Oakland Raiders, and I, it's 6 o'clock in the morning or quarter to 6, and I had just gotten my second cup of coffee, and I walk past uh, the general manager's office who can remain nameless, and I see on his big screen television the tray towers. And I see the fire in the tray towers. And my initial reaction was, oh, I guess a prop plane must have got – and then you realize the gravity of the situation. And, at, and, and 10 minutes later from watching it, I said to this guy, there's no way we're playing football this weekend. We can't play football this weekend. And, of course, naturally he said, of course we're going to play football this weekend. And we didn't, thankfully, mm -hmm. because it's bigger than football. There are things that are bigger than the brown ball. And last night was bigger than the brown ball. And we, as human beings, and players are human. I think Mike can speak to this. You know, they're not machines. You just don't turn it off and on. There's emotion that goes into what you're doing and how you're feeling. And you're, when one of your brothers has fallen on the field to a point where it's beyond anything that we've ever expected, that can shatter your world. Yeah, it can. You know, Michael, uh, and I was on uh, Follow the Money with Mitch and Polly this morning, and, and I mentioned this, you know, every year that I was in the league, uh, even in college, uh, as you're going to the locker room, you know, getting off the bus or whatever, uh, you always saw it. Um, but it was a subtle reminder, uh, right? Uh, you didn't really pay attention to it, but you noticed it. Uh, and that was the ambulance, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. so last night made me reflect on that each and every time I walked into the locker room that you didn't want to end up in that, right? Uh, but you put it out of sight, out of mind a lot of times when you're playing this game. Uh, but the vivid nature of last night, uh, just a constant reminder for me as a former player, uh, and I think going forward for a lot of other guys coming up this weekend or whenever the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals get back on the field, they're going to take a second look at that ambulance because they saw that right in front of them uh, last night. At least for right now, we have uh, certainly a lot more to get to. Mike will join us in the next segment as well, but uh, very uh, not the normal type of Lombardi line we would do today. There's not going to be betting discussion. We're not going to break down Week 18 lines. Uh, we will we'll give you the update, too. The family has released a statement from DeMar Hamlin this morning, which we'll get to in a second. We'll also update some of the numbers. Uh, again, part of the human element that has been uh, very positive and good to see on the uh, the GoFundMe for the community toy drive that has now raised nearly $3.5 million there. So we'll update you on that next. Michael Lombardi will stick around for one more segment along with Mike Pritchard and myself here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. 
So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN. With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app at MGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted on specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. In addition to the fact that as we begin today on the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi and Mike Pritchard, uh, no new information as of this morning for us on the West Coast on the status of DeMar Hamlin, other than that he is currently sedated, listed in critical condition. That was the uh, the message from the Buffalo Bills team uh, last night. There's also no new betting angles. Uh, game remains indefinitely postponed. We'll let you know if the NFL decides anything. But as of now, uh, that, that's all that we have for uh, for the moment. Was a statement, though, at least released uh, just a little while ago from the family of DeMar Hamlin. Uh, so saying on behalf of the family, want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during the challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel, again, this is the statement from his family, we feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Again, that is from uh, the Hamlin family. And seeing this morning that the uh, the toy drive that DeMar Hamlin started for local kids back when he was uh, a student athlete at the University of Pittsburgh had a goal of raising about $2,500. Uh, as of last night, that was at about 500000 And as of today, right now, we're at uh, our screenshot from a little while ago is about $3.5 million. And that is, uh, that is rising to nearly $4 million. So at least... Uh, guys, Pritch and Michael, uh, at least for that, Michael, good to see. And uh, obviously, yeah. it has brought everybody together in a very positive way uh, from, from what we saw at about uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time last night. You know, I, I think sometimes that, that just reminds us that we all have, when we work together, the intentions are so incredible. You know, what was, to me, eerie last night is the, the silence in 65,000 people in that stadium, and you could have heard a pin drop as everybody waited and we were all looking from home and in the stadium to, to, to hopefully to see uh, DeMar, you know, feel like there was going to be some resolution that he was going to be okay. And, and nobody complained. Nobody was upset. Nobody was, you know, everything was about the player. And I think that as I tweeted last night, if the NFL, and I'm not accusing them of not wanting this because I think they really did, uh, you know, it, we talk player safety. We talk the importance of players. I mean, this is really the shining moment of when we must all stand together. And I think America stood together with, with DeMar by raising money for a charity and giving back. And I think you'll see that from the reaction of everybody, not just in the sports field, but all over. And again, if you, you can look that up, it's the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive, still accepting donations as of right now. Again, it's near, nearly $4 million raised. And yeah, Pritch, it's just from the, again, the, from the player perspective and, and having been there when guys have been, whether it's you know, injury, mm. sort, you know, any sort of adversity, this obviously going to the, the farthest of scales you could possibly have on, on that end of the spectrum. But yeah, from the perspective of at least try, you know, trying to get yourself 
ready to then go out and play. Like I, I think about where the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals players are at right now today. Where the Bills players, they went back to Orchard Park late last night. The majority of them. If you if you were out there and you were one of those one of those two teams, where's your head at uh, today? Given what we saw, um, uh, that's a it's a great question because there's not an answer to it. Um, uh, I think from my own personal experience, you know, I lacerated my kidney uh, in '94, uh, and I got uh, I arrived in the hospital in an ambulance. I passed out, and uh, and so the unknown was the unknown for my teammates and and certainly for everybody else. But I uh, was admitted to ICU. Uh, I didn't lose my kidney. I was in oh, I was in in critical condition or anything like like uh, Demar, but you know the outpouring support is there, and then the the curiosity and, and certainly you want to know what's going on is there. So I, I think for players, if if I'm a Buffalo Bill right now, I want to know what's going on. You know, some guys went to the hospital. Uh, they're not going to give them a, a, be privy to a lot of information and say that some of the team went back to Buffalo. Uh, I don't know how much information they're going to receive right now either. So. Uh, it's just that ongoing process of wanting to know what's going on with DeMar uh, and caring about him. And football is the furthest thing from your mind right now. Right. And I mean, Michael, from if you're in the front office right now, whether it's from the GM perspective, coaching perspective, anybody else, is there anything else? You're, are you even doing anything football-wise right now? Is, is this just all support and, uh, and, and team-related here, worrying about uh, the, the safety of DeMar Hamlin at this point? You know, what I, what I would be doing if I were the GM of the Bills, and I'm sure they are, is, is I would try to get as many therapists around to help the players. Yeah. The, the, we're, we're in an area of, of concern because what they witnessed last night on the field, what we witnessed and didn't see it, is going to be traumatic moving forward. And this isn't going to go away in a day or an hour. It, it, it's traumatic. And you know, we all understand the rules of engagement on a football field. We know that there's potential for injury, but life-threatening injury was not really what we think can happen. And so because of that, you know, and what they had to see is those great medical uh, technicians at, at, attended to Damar, uh, they have to kind of go through the process. And the club and the league have to help the players through that. I think the players on both sides – because one thing football requires or business requires or any job requires is a level of concentration. And when your mind is on something else, and certainly it should be in this case, it's hard to concentrate. And so football is really irrelevant. And that was my point of, the, of when I made the statement mm -hmm. about 9-11. There was nothing bigger than, than watching that. There was no way we could play football and have our players focus on what they had to do because that, that paled in comparison to the events that, took ha that occurred in lower Manhattan that day. So to me, that's what I would be trying to do. I think there's a mental health that has to get, has to get talked to, and I would try to do that as much as players. You know, we all think of players, and Mike can speak to this, as macho, tough guys. <laughs> we, we, we're all sensitive, right? Yeah. And we all react to a brother. And let's face it, we are all in this. You know, I, what, I, what I wrote about today is when me becomes we, the, the, they stand stronger together. And that we is a bond that never breaks. Yeah, I mean, you know, Michael, well said to you, by the way. I, I think uh, of any type of participation in, in team sports, uh, you know, you think about the word family a lot of times. And, uh, you know, no truer word right there for to describe Buffalo uh, in that community and, and certainly that football team. I mean, uh, there's some franchises in, in Atlanta, there's some franchises in New York, there's franchises across, uh, you know, the country, L.A., and, but the unique nature of this franchise in Buffalo, I, I mean, you can truly define uh, that franchise by using the word family. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I just saw somebody post this on Twitter today. And, and, I, and I felt this, right? I, I felt this, and I talked about it a little earlier. Uh, there was a fan in the stands. He said not one Bill fan or Bengal fan left their seat. Mm. The entire stadium was silent. The entire Bills team was around the ambulance. The entire Bengal team was on one knee. You know, everybody in the sections, whether it was Bill fans or Bengal fans, they broke out in, pair, in, in, in prayer. You know, and grown men were crying, and strangers were linked arm to arm. And I think that that was so powerful. I could see it from my chair in my living room. You know, it's bigger than football. And it brought people together because the life of DeMar and his health is the only thing that matters. Again, uh, Michael Lombardi kind of joined us here for the first uh, half hour or so on 
uh, on the Lombardi line. I, from the perspective, from again, the front office, I think what you said, very prescient. You're trying to get as many therapists available for as many players who want it right now. And so I'd imagine like the, the point of, of what you do today from the front office perspective is you put the players in a position to be taken care of, let them go through whatever process they need to as we wait for more information on DeMar Hamlin. Uh, if you're in the front office, though, because eventually... You know, and we're going to at some point have to turn the corner here and just and figure out what is next. What what would you be talking to the league office about? What would you be pushing for? Given there's a lot of uh, you know a lot still on the line here and, and a lot of questions that have to be answered as far as how the schedule's played out. Uh, you know, I I think there's only one answer to that time. I, I think there's time. I think you can't make any decisions until some time has gone. Not time that we're going to forget. Not time that we're going to be able to move on. Time to hopefully offer some clarity. Just a little bit. Not a lot. Just a little mm -hmm. bit. We need time. And whether the players think they need it or not, everybody's going to need to talk to somebody to, to go through what we all witnessed last night. And we do this, you know, when we bring soldiers back from the violence of war. You know, there's that stress that they go under that they think because they're soldiers they can handle it, and yet we know they can't. So I think that's really about time. And I think that's ultimately all you can do as an executive is time. I mean, look, it doesn't matter. We'll get to, we'll get to football when the time is right. right. We don't need football right now. We'll get to it when the time is right. We appreciate, Michael, you, you taking the time. Normally, uh, you're off to here on the air, but obviously a very unique day and, uh, and show for us. So appreciate it, Michael. Good to see you, and we'll, uh, we'll see you back again on the show tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Uh, Pritch will continue the discussion next. We had uh, a cardiologist come on from earlier in the day, Follow the Money, our show with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. We'll have some of that conversation for people wondering here on, on the medical implications, looking at uh, DeMar Hamlin. We'll also continue to update you if we get any more new information uh, and news there. Again, uh, for us, not, not a lot of betting discussion today in the NFL. It's obviously uh, bigger than that right now. So we'll continue the discussion when we come back on the Lombardi Line. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSEN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSEN Show. Hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer. So sign up now and get VSEN Pro access through the end of March Madness at vcin.com slash subscribe. As you probably figured out by now, not a normal show for us today. Uh, Matt Perino, who is a Bills beat reporter, is set to join us in the next hour of our show, about 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so we certainly appreciate everybody like who's in that in that Buffalo media market. It's as unlike anything they've ever uh, dealt with. You think about how well it was handled by, uh, by ESPN last night, every professional involved there on the broadcast, as well as our own uh, Femi Abebefe, Wes Reynolds, who... You know, you and I both have been, we're, we're kind of tuned and used to being on the air when games are happening mm -hmm. to talk solely from a betting perspective. You've been part of our, um, our, our, you know, our, our kind of showcase Super Bowl betcast for several years now. Yeah. And so for Femi and Wes to navigate it the way they did, uh, when again, when you're, when you're in our position, you're asked to talk about the game from the numbers, from the betting, and that's it. And yet it, it obviously was much, much different for them. And, and obviously you were part of that too uh, last night. So I, you know, job well done to everybody for covering that. We appreciate Matt, who will join us in a little bit. But uh, it's, it's not, not something you can ever prepare for, and that's what people have to, have to realize. It's just uh, it, it's completely jarring, and, um, and it does kind of take you a little bit. Yeah, it really does, uh, Ben. I mean, I, I think um, uh, any tragic situation, you know, it, it's how, how are we going to respond as humans, right? And, and Michael Lombardi talked about that. It's, it's more, uh, uh, more involved than that, than, you know, uh, trying to, resolve our own issues or resolve uh what frustrations we might have and we saw that play out too uh from a media perspective and people were mad at the nfl and and really uh looked at other factors more so than uh hamlin uh you know damar and, and i mean it you know it it's such an emotional situation football playing that game uh is so emotional anyway like there's a buildup, right um and and you know we use emotion but then sometimes we can't control emotion. Um, and when something vivid like that happened, like it did last night, it, it, okay, we see it play out. But then, mm -hmm. like I think you mentioned this before, and, and maybe, uh, you know, as betters or, or, or fans, you know, you look at athletes as, as robots, right? And, um, you know, 
but that's not the case. I mean, it, it's, it's real life. Uh, Michael Lombardi talked about this in terms of support system and there's, there's a system in place in terms of counseling, but more counseling is going to be needed. Different types of counseling is certainly going to be needed. Uh, and, uh, you know, this, this type of tragedy sticks with you forever. Uh, it's not, it's not move on, you know, move to drill. It, it's nothing like that. I mean, this, this sticks with you forever. And, you know, just personally, uh, and, and I mentioned this before, you know, in college, uh, we lost a teammate, uh, Sal Anessi, uh, to stomach cancer. And, you know, his diagnosis was in the spring ball. And so we, uh, we were with them through his fight uh, all throughout the offseason into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he ended up passing away during our bye week. Which, you know, you think about things and you wonder why things happen the way they do. We had the services and we played a week later. Yeah, This was, this was my junior year and we were undefeated that year. But the thing, the, the point is, is times have changed from that too now, right? And I don't know if people can expect the NFL to just prod along and move on and move the drill here uh, when, when somebody almost lost their life uh, uh, last night. So uh, put that in perspective and certainly uh, keep DeMar Hamlin and his family in your prayers. Such a great point. Now, not, not much else to add on that. It, you put it very well, uh, at least for the met, from the medical perspective. Uh, we did have a cardiologist, uh, Dr. Fred Fight, professor of medicine at NYU. He was on Follow the Money earlier this morning to talk about things and, and what we should expect now going forward as DeMar Hamlin remains uh, in critical condition. Here was uh, that interview from this morning. You've been in this field for a long, long time. You've probably seen everything. What was your reaction to the video last night when you saw DeMar Hamlin go down like that? Yeah, just about everything. First of all, thanks for having me on. And as everybody's saying, uh, thoughts and prayers with the young man. Uh, But it looked pretty clear cut that he'd suffered a blow to the chest. And then he... He, he obviously didn't have any uh, major injury to the to the uh, musculoskeletal system because he bounced right up. And then after standing up for about maybe two or three seconds, he suddenly just like just dropped backwards. No attempt to break his fall, and that is a classical manifestation of what we call ventricular fibrillation. That his heart rhythm. Uh, likely uh, just became totally irregular. And the word fibrillation, you could picture it. Ordinarily, the heart is contracting rhythmically, and that's why the blood is being ejected. You, you know, the heart rate is typically 70 or 100, probably a little higher with these guys running around. But when he took that hit to the chest, it's, it's a, I don't know, one in 100,000 thing. A violent hit or a pretty significant hit just to the exact right spot at the exact wrong moment, we could say, in the cardiac cycle. There's very, uh, during every cardiac cycle, a beat to beat, about 1% of that cycle is a very vulnerable period where if you take a hit like that, it can set your heart into ventricular fibrillation. I would be shocked if this was anything else. Now, this is extremely rare. It, it is very, very rare. There's a case a couple of years ago of a soccer player mm-hmm. who, had something, who had something very similar happen. The most important thing in this, and one of the things we do in, in healthcare systems is we're constantly drilling for things that almost never happen. So I, I can't go in and do a cardiac cath without doing a timeout and talking about the fire drill and talking about the active shooter drill and, and knowing everything that we do in any kind of situation. Anything that's rare like this, you just have to pretend that it's not rare. And with, with whoever that is on the sideline, and obviously the doctors, I'm guessing, are mostly orthopedics, uh, but that doesn't mean those are, those are some of the smartest the guys and gals, you know, in the whole medical profession, and they have to be aware of this, that when somebody collapses like this, that this is a cardiac arrhythmia first and foremost, and the most important thing is immediate CPR, pump on his chest, and if you do, you can pump on somebody's chest. The critical, the critical number is 
not how long you're pumping. That does matter. But the most critical number is the time from when the event took place to when the pumping starts. So as soon as they looked at him and he was down, not breathing, not moving, and, and I don't know how quickly they started uh, doing it, the, the answer is to check for a pulse. If there's no pulse, immediately start CPR. Hook him up to the AED, uh, the automatic external defibrillator, which mm. they had there, and that will correctly diagnose the uh, rhythm and convert his heart. The condition is called uh, commotio cordis. As I said, it's extremely rare, about 20 uh, events per year in this country. What, what happens now? And, and how important is today for the young man? Say again? How, what happens next? And uh, How important uh, are the... Yeah, so he's uh, he has a breathing tube in, which yes. is pretty routine. He is said to have uh, normal vital signs, which presuming if, his, if those vital signs are normal without any uh, support, meaning norepinephrine, uh, what we call vasopressors, I think if I think if he was requiring support, they would say it. I think the fact that they say his vital signs are normal uh, means that his heart uh, probably has not suffered any meaningful damage, if I had to, uh, if I had to take a, a, a bet. The most important thing is whether there's any other end organ damage. And again, the whole critical thing here is effective CPR. If he had effective CPR from the beginning and was converted back into regular rhythm in a matter of minutes, I would say the odds are pretty good that he should be able to make a, a, a full recovery. Can so you, the can, whole can, issue is... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was say, Doctor, can you define pretty good? Uh, no, not without being there. If, 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 if you tell me, you know, you have to give me the parameters here, but if you tell me that and I don't believe this to be the case because I think if you look carefully at the at the uh, video, whatever is available, it does look like the instant thing was a little bit of uh, milling around and looking at him, and they were probably thinking head injury is my guess. Uh, so if you tell me they started CPR and it was done well, which I would have to guess it was, within 90 seconds to two minutes, and then they hooked him up to the AED uh, within – a couple of minutes, and it immediately recognized the rhythm and converted him back into regular rhythm. Uh, very, very good. I, I, I guess uh, number of 80%, 85%. Number doesn't mean anything because it's either 100 or zero. But I, I would be mm -hmm. very optimistic. All right, thanks to uh, Dr. Fred Fight again for joining Follow the Money. We will come back on the Lombardi line have some more thoughts when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Again, thanks to Dr. Fred Fight, who joined our Follow the Money show with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard earlier uh, today, a professor of medicine at NYU, and, and probably the, the takeaway is we continue to uh, get a wait word on the status of DeMar Hamlin, who remains in critical condition while uh, being sedated there at the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati. Uh, Pritch, at least you, you can take some positives away from that. And uh, yeah, I think any of us watching what unfolded last night, if there was anybody we knew in the medical community, we were on the phone with them. And uh, that was me with my parents who both uh, served in ERs in uh, Milwaukee for three decades, each of them, and mm-hmm. they both felt like, okay, with their, their general thought kind of reflected what uh, Dr. Fight came on and said, where there, there is, should be a very positive outlook as far as DeMar Hamlin making a recovery here, but obviously still a lot of, a lot of worry and concern, at least as of this moment. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and we won't know everything, and you know, as players, and again, you asked me the question about the players on Buffalo, and the guys that are still in Cincinnati, maybe they'll get more information, uh, you know, quicker or, or sooner than than the guys who actually went back. And um, but you know, you that's definitely what uh, you would want to know as a player, as a teammate, as a brother, as as a family member. Uh, and and I think um, you know everybody, the league's going to be aware of that too. And uh, they're they're monitoring the situation. I mean, obviously, this is uh, something that, uh, we hope never happens again. Right. I mean, even the cardiologist talked about how rare, uh, this is, but it did occur. And, uh, certainly everybody's dealing with it that way. Um, but DeMar Hamlin, he's a, he's a young athlete, right. And, and, you know, young athletes, and it's a reminder about, uh, you know, taking care of yourself, hopefully, and being in shape, hopefully. And, uh, and, and having that fighting chance, right? And, you know, it, it is different that way. And uh, I, I think uh, prayers are certainly helping. Um, but but from what we know so far, um, it is encouraging, right, yeah. what's going on with the situation. No question. And look, for anybody who, like you who has played, who has dealt with any mm-hmm. sort of uh, health adversity, again, what we saw last night is on the, the far extreme of that scale. Yeah. But to, to try and help put it in perspective, I mean, you suffer a, a lacerated kidney in 94, yeah. you go to the hospital. I mean, doctors are saying, forget about playing, like you're done. I, well, I have to think that it was such a jarring experience for you to go through it. It probably put your view of playing and putting pads on in a, in a different light going forward. Well, I, I wish it did, Ben. Um, to be honest with you, when I was in there, I asked the doctor, okay, when am I going to be able to play again? I mean, that's, that's just the mentality. He's like, um, no, you, you could lose your kidney. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, wait a minute. Uh, and then everything else happened, and then I ended up in an ICU. I wasn't out of the woods once I arrived to the hospital. How about that? And uh, and then uh, you know you're in ICU for for two weeks. I was in there for a couple weeks, and um, uh, it, it, you know, not trying to put it in perspective to what Demar is dealing with, right, but it's it's in terms of the attitude as a player, um, you know, and and the kid, because I I think when will normalcy return and you know that's the question i think a lot of people have and you can't rush that right now you know you, you shouldn't even be thinking about that i mean i think when i lacerated my kidney and i'm feeling okay i don't hurt okay yeah i can go out there and, and play again but the reality was no you can't your career might be yeah. over um but you know this is this is somebody's life uh, situation so um uh, like i said i mean football mentally uh, not even not even in the thought process uh, of when everything like that's going to resume. Right, and and now we sit today, 
No new information, but the unfortunate reality is it's nearly 1 p.m. on the East Coast on a, on a Tuesday where we have no idea what's going to happen. We still don't know, and I doubt any... Look, no, we figure that no de- decision will be made until more is known about the health status of DeMar Hamlin, who again remains in critical condition uh, there at, at the hospital in Cincinnati. Uh, but if you're sitting there as a player, and this, you know, this applies if you're a Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. a Cincinnati Bengal, or any of the other 30 teams in the NFL... It's, it's hard for me to look at the, you know, the calendar logistically and say there is any case to be made for trying to squeeze this game in, fit in another game next week, and just get back onto a normal schedule. I just don't see a world in which that happens. Uh, what, what would you be pushing for, at least as a, as a player, once you're able to get, yeah. you know, process the original emotions that are obviously going on right now? You know, the NFL has built in weeks on uh, the NFL calendar uh, and we know them to be the bye week after the regular season for the number one seed. And, and we also know of the bye week prior to the Super Bowl, after the conference championship games. And, uh, you know, from a competitive standpoint, and, and certainly the NFL always works from a competitive standpoint. And, you know, the, the mental capacity of not only Buffalo and Cincinnati, I mean, the other 30 teams watch mm-hmm. that too. And, and I mentioned this before in the earlier segments about you take a second look at that ambulance now, right? And then the reality and the thought process of, wow, in, in, in a million years, I never thought that could be the extreme of what I'm doing. But now it's in your thought process. That's the extreme of what you're doing out there. And so I, I could see circumstances or situations in which the league just pushes back the schedule a week uh, and takes yeah. away the bye weeks and, uh, proceeds that way. I mean, uh, to me, it, that keeps the competitiveness in balance, right? Uh, it gives everybody a bye week, which, you know, with COVID a few years ago, that was a discussion too. Right. So um, I, I, I think a lot of things are being talked about, obviously, and, and certainly a lot of uh, options are on the table. Uh, but that's just this one that came to mind, um, you know, last night and, and even earlier this yeah. morning. Yeah, well, and like when I hear, you know, you and m- hearing Michael Lombardi talk about it to the degree where, like, there's nothing you can do except let time mm-hmm. take hold for a couple of days and, and try to help reassess things. Right. W- when I hear that being said, and those, you know, Michael, someone who was in front offices for three decades, you were, you know, you were a player, college, NFL for the better part of two decades. I can't help but think there's just, there's no real good logistical value to try to force something in and where whether that is pushing everything back a week right. whether that is calling what we what the game last night a no contest and moving forward because while there are some implications they're not severe enough to the degree where you'd really feel like it resulted in competitive unbalance those to me are really the only two options that would make sense again we have no idea what's going to happen no point in us speculating but from the logical standpoint i would have to think that's the only way forward to to keep a semblance of uh, of, of the season here going in, in the proper way given uh, just the severity of what happened uh, yeah i mean we we've had and operated in the league before without a bye week uh, leading into a super bowl uh, you know and so after the conference championships you're going right to the super bowl um that has taken place and and okay the bye week and, and so you take away the bye week for this uh number two seed only the number one seed gets to buy but in, in this situation you know um, maybe you use that week to kind of get everything close to what it used to be, right? Uh, from a competitive standpoint, that's where that's where I'm speaking of, mm-hmm. uh, and that's across the league, that's across the board. And uh, you know, I, I'm sure Troy Vincent, you know, certainly uh, Roger Goodell, all these people, and uh, there's a lot of people involved in the conversations right now. In addition to the owners and, and the GMs and uh, and the coaches there, uh, that's going to be involved in the situation. So. And that's the league, uh, and that's the league. But uh, knowing knowing how the league has worked over decades, I mean, they they still are so conscious about the competitive nature uh, right. of their product, though. I just ask if they if they move the schedule back a week, do any of the thirty two teams complain or raise an issue with that? No, I mean, because Michael Lombardi talked about bigger, right. Yeah, I mean, not only Buffalo and Cincinnati for from a counseling standpoint. I mean, I'm sure there's a number of players. Course. Uh, the realization is, like I, like I mentioned, I, I'm seeing it from some of my friends, some former teammates about never thought of that, you know? And, and so, again, it, it's, you're going to take a, a, a double take at that ambulance. You're going to look at the EMTs. You're going to look at all this stuff uh, as, as if you didn't do it before. 
uh, because uh, of the realization of what truly can happen to you out there. Yeah, and again, when it's bigger than the game, right. a situation that happened last night, you would think, and, and the fact that we've seen already the, the very positive outpouring and, and the way the league has reacted maybe differently than, than it would have, say, when you were playing in, yeah. in the early 90s, just oh, yeah. the way the culture has adapted over time, you would certainly hope that there's that can, can carry over and at least help the NFL from the, the top level, from the scheduling and the decision makers to, to put the league and the individual teams and players in their own best interests and potentially move things back. But it would, it would stun me at this point. Again, we have no idea what's going to happen. It would stun me if this game ends up uh, being played at any point this week. Again, we'll see what happens. Still have no idea, but uh, we, we appreciate all of you uh, hanging out with us on a Tuesday. Very unique show for us today and, uh, and obviously for a, a, a one uh, very good reason. As we continue on, we'll talk some college football. There are some more bowl games still to discuss, including the national championship game, which we'll start our breakdown of next segment. And also we'll get some insight uh, from a Bills beat reporter in Matt Perino. That is all still to come in our number two. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.